Do you even know your F1s from your BXs, Scotty? Come on, man. Tell me, what's up? F1, man, all right? A BX1, bro, an IBL. No, I actually Today, don't, sir. We're gonna talk about, let's really find out what it means and why it's important when you're buying seeds and look at the things to know what these abbreviations, BX, S1, FEM, Auto, F2, F3. Those are like almost spider planes to me. Um, and we're bringing in Noah from Do You Write Genetics, a friend, a big friend, a big supporter of the DGC, the producers, sharing genetics, getting stuff out there. Welcome to the show straight out of Virginia. Uh, hanging out on a beautiful sunny day, it looks like. Sir, what's up? What's up, DGC? Hey, remember when we first know Noah, we hired him as Guru Stunt Double when we were doing a few dangerous videos? <laughs> <laughs> kind of close, man. Could be, could be. I see, you haven't seen Guru. I've seen him recently. Giant beard, man. He's just going yeah. full, full on uh, trout fisherman, man. I would hire him to. So, kind of what inspired the situation is. Try and I like I don't get deep into genetics as far as which I should sometimes. This pack of ivory right here kind of has talked with Scott. He's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "It's a JTR F2 number four, which I know JTR is Jack the Ripper." But then when we get into F2 number four, I start to get lost. So I don't know, Scotty, what did you want to start? Oh, what'd you find with some F1s and some examples here? You know what? I just was doing some research, trying to not sound completely dumb. Uh, and what are F1 seeds? What are, I learned about F1 hybrid seeds from gardening know-how. Some more, you know, this is pepper seeds that's showing and whatnot. Oh man, I got the best Alibaba stuff on mine, man. Um, for some reason, they want to sell me female clothing, man. What is an F1 hybrid seed? Uh, and are they better? Hang on, I'm looking for my notes. You know what? The hell with it. Noah, what is an F1 hybrid seed, man? And is it go. stable? Is it is it more stable than an F2? Tell me about it, man. I, I'm sorry. Hang on one second. I want to say all I know about breeding is you can either get something if you find stable genetics, it will look a lot like the parents. And then if you find there's these unicorns you can go after where you're looking for something new and exciting. So that that's all I know. One's on one extreme, one's on the other. Go. Well, I mean, F1 is just, you know, you have two different plants. You make seeds with those two different plants, and that's the F1. That's the first filial generation. Um, and then F2 from there on, F3 from there on, is doing the same thing. Uh, Let me ask so, you real yeah, quick, like, just just to interrupt with the F1. So if, I no, got no, go the, if I've got the two, you know, the two clones or, or two parents, a male and a female, and I put them together, am I going to get something that looks like the mother, the father? Am I going to get a unicorn? Do F1s give you a unicorn or are they more stable? And when I see unicorn, I mean something different and amazing like JR's uh, cut of Cherry Paloma. Right. So when you say stable, like that's there's a, you know that's kind of like a blanket statement but yeah f1s are going to be like a mixture of both parents and then you're going to find the mom and the dad as well so okay. when you get to f2 that's when the the uh the genetic bank kind of opens up and it's that's where you're going to find your unicorn so yeah the f1s are going to be a little more stable depending on the parents that you use to make them. All right, so F1's gonna be like one of the parents, F2, that's when you're gonna get your unicorns, and what do you do? Was it F1 and F2? What is the idea when you when you breed those things? Are you crossing them again with each other? How do you make an F2 from an F1? Yeah, so you're just gonna take the seeds from the F1 plant and find a mom and a dad that you want it, you know, to use, and then you put those together, and then and that's your F2 generation. 
Okay, and that's gonna be more. That's gonna be more of a unicorn, less stable. All right, when I say stable, I mean variable. Yeah, more I mean variability. You're, you're just op- yeah, you're opening up the gene pool in a sense. Yeah, interesting. And then F three and F four, you're just you're repeating that process and opening it up more. Well, well, no, not necessarily. So if you, when you open up the F twos, you're gonna find a bunch of different. St- Stuff and it's all just picking the traits and the qualities that you want to continue to line down into an IBL. So like F3, F4, F5, and so on. What does that mean? Help me understand. I mean, IBL is an inbred line that's super stable. Is that right? Yeah, that's like if you pop a seed, if you pop a, pop a 10 pack of seeds, you're going to, everything's pretty much going to be the same. Okay. And that happens when you go from an F1 to an F2 to an F3 to an F4. So meaning it's, that the higher the number on the F, the more stable it is. Is that is that correct? Uh, it, well, the word stable is kind of like not the way to describe it. It's yeah, you're right. Less, the like, less you're, variation. You're, you're honing in. Yeah, less variation in the genetic pool, basically, is what you're doing. Okay. Um, so like with your F2s, if you if you buy a pack of f2s which you don't really see a lot of f2s most people don't sell f2s um you can get them but normally you're gonna find f1s s1s feminized uh especially in c catalogs uh so yeah i mean ibls you can find stuff like that i mean you can find everything but for the most part the consumer the home grower is going to be looking for a feminized seed Right. You know, an S1, which is also feminized, or male, female, which F1's like, for instance, Rasta Jeff, I mean, that's one of his, you know, staples. Like, that's what he's really good at is making F1s. I'm looking at a pack here. You said IBLs aren't the most common. This is just um, off seeds you're now ethogenetic, super lemon haze, IBL version one. And I was thinking you guys were just saying IBLs are more, uh, less variation. Right. Definitely Much less. Cost more. Yeah. Like the more work was put into that by the breeder to get to that point. So with the IBL seed packs, if you're, it's very rare. I pack any, you know, I have a run out of a pack of eight. I have one or two that three maybe look close to the same and other three that don't. But for, I know you're not going to say identical like clones, but it seems like an IBL would be what you would want in a, in a seed pack. No. Unless you want something special, unless you're looking for something that yeah, nobody that, else has. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, it's, there's a situation for every seed buyer, you know, what, what's your, what's your intention? Are you (laughs) buying seeds to just, to just grow a stash for yourself? Um, or are you buying seeds to do breed work? Um, you know, are you trying to find that unicorn? Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just all in, you know, what your intentions are as a consumer and, you know, Hey, let me ask you, because I am learning here. I'm actually, I'm going to listen back to this show and put this in a long-term memory. I understand what F1s through F4s. I understand what an IBL is. What are S's? I'll sometimes see S1s. What does that mean? Self, Self right? So that's basically, so I made Cherry Paloma JR token cut S1s. So what that means is that you take the cut and then you take another cut, the same same plant, just different cuts and you reverse, which means that you spray it with a silver thiosulfate um, and it blocks the ethylene response in the plant and makes feminized pollen. So when you put that back on the other cherry paloma cut, that's what your S1 is. Wow. So it's just double cherry paloma. So there's not going to be any variation in that. No, that's the idea. Like the S1s are like (laughs) F2s. 
Um, ah, okay. you're going to open up a look that you're going to open up the gene pool. <sighs> um, so what I've seen out of those S ones is I've seen all of, it. I've seen the parents on both sides. So the Georgia pie and the trop cherry, and then I've seen straight up cherry Paloma come out of them too, you know, and it's, it's usually, I haven't seen anything bad come out of them. I wanted to ask, I know breeding definitely takes time. I mean, and what you put into it, you want to have something at the end to get out of it. Maybe it doesn't have to be a unicorn, but it's not really like ever. You're just like your end product is like, oh man, I wouldn't even smoke that. Like ah. usually the genetics you're working with these days, always coming up with something that's a decent variant of something that you like to have or something like to smoke on. No. Is that true? Yeah. I, I mean, would think you're getting boof out of a lot of stuff. And especially if you don't know what you're doing or have good parents, a lot of ugly kids out there, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that 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 happens in the F twos. I haven't haven't experienced that personally with uh, with a photo period plant, but I've definitely experienced it with an auto flower. Yeah, um, and that's been a while ago. Like I haven't really been working with auto flowers for the past few years, so you know. But, but it's a good opening. for sure, Brent. I, I've definitely I've definitely heard a lot about people, you know, throwing away flower just or not even really messing with it, you know, afterwards. How do you, I mean, Ross and Jeff talked about grow, growing whole on, bags of seeds on. away, you know. I had one. I got this. I won't say whatever, but I had this plant that just never finished. I was like, when is this thing going to finish? It didn't develop any any crystals, bro. It didn't have any crystals. No, it, it wasn't frosty at all. It wasn't developing trichomes, and it didn't seem to be finishing in eight weeks. And I was like, this is... This is bunk, man. You know, so I ended up throwing it out and asking my friend JR for a cut instead. <laughs> from wait, was a one that was bonk from cut as well? We gotta come up with uh, a nickname for you. Clone Scotty. Was, I don't know something. How dare you, sir? All right. Uh anyway, everybody's cool. Everything's cool. Uh you mentioned autos. This is kind of 101 stuff, but let's go over it. And autos, there's you tell you say let what it is. Well, let me yes, take sir. just a minute. I do have to interrupt a little bit of show. Yes, Good business, man. If you're a grower listening, go to dudegrows.com forward slash pros and up your grow. Do a little yes. audit. See what's on our pros list. Check out all the coupon codes that are listed there for you to save money. Vote with the dollars and pimp your grow. And easier than that, comment, like, subscribe right now. Hit it up. Ring the bell. Do whatever you need to do and help spread the show. Push prohibition down, baby. Thank you. Now let's talk about autos. Ring the alarm. Nothing. You just ring the alarm. No, a little tenor saw. Yeah, there you go, man. Should have been a singer. Yeah. Hey, so, do me a favor. Flowers. Yes, sir. Come on. Auto flowers. Uh, well, 101, they're uh, not photo period plants. They don't need a uh, light cycle change uh, to start flowering. From day one, when the seed pops, it has a life cycle. Um, and they can get really big or most of the time they're really small, just depending on your growth style and, you know, your environment and whatnot. And the idea awesome is for outdoors. Awesome for outdoors. I don't like them as an indoor uh, indoor product because you can finish when you want outside. But otherwise, I'm not a fan on the in, on the fo inside. I'm going photo period. Cortez the Conqueror. Huh? Yeah, I was just I was just thinking about that. I actually have grown some monster indoor uh, auto flower plants. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you just shove them off in the side of the tent just for like a bumper crop sure. kind of thing. For sure. Indoors. Uh, same thing outdoors, really. I mean, I'll grow a few, but it gets like when they finish, if you start them at the beginning of the season, the way that 
the weather is here it's just so hot and humid it's really tough to keep them from from you know getting botrytis and root rot and all kinds of nasty stuff so got yeah. it true got it is that it's something true. you breed for now is that something you, What's that? What, you're in in virginia where it's so humid and we didn't even give you any kind of plugs noah from do you write genetics i don't know how do they find you give, give uh, a plug man how uh, do they find it's, you? instagram yeah do you write genetics uh do you write underscore genetics uh ig and then do you write genetics at gmail that's pretty much all i do all right no facebook i'm on discord i mean you can find me on discord too all right now that i gave you that that shout out man when you're breeding up there do you have we talked about how crazy the humidity is i was just visiting my dad in georgia and south carolina and the humidity is amazing so if you're going to grow outside you have to probably grow different style pants Uh, oh different style pants Different style plants, man. All right, plants. You do. You English is hard, well. man. Yeah. Is is that something you consider, or do you grow outside? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely grow outside. Um, I don't specifically breed for like that sort of thing. Um, I'm kind of just like certified pollen chucking, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I take being I find plants that I really enjoy to consume and uh work with them because i think other people would like to consume um but yeah back to the humidity thing uh there are definitely things that you have to consider when growing outdoors here um you know the stuff that has tighter node spacing is not necessarily something that you want right Um, you don't want super super dense buds but you you know they it's better a lot of times when you have the really dense stuff you have more of like the popcorn looking stalk um which is kind of what i go for Uh, shorter flowering times if you if you know like you've grown something out before indoors even you can stick it outside and be done by you know october uh eight to nine weeks is what i try to you know do when i'm growing outside but then i also you know will experiment and grow some of my own stuff and see how it does sure and decide whether or not i want to you know work with it outdoors or not um yeah man is one solution Yes, sir. God, you're talking about is I uh, when I made a post on IG, I was chopping down this plant that had a bunch of bud rot. You know, it had over for you know fifty percent of the buds were getting some bud rot. I'm like, too much. Can't you know? Once it's close to harvest, you can manage a little bit, pick it out, manually remove it. Um, sell it to the middle schoolers at that point. The people and uh, we're definitely doing a little chiming in the chat. Like, come on, you can get strains that are much more resilient for your area. So do do research. Yes, I said do do. Um, when are we gonna grow up? When? But regardless, try and do that research. There are genetics. You know, there's genetics that are more equatorial, and there's genetics that are like in the Himalayas. So there are crosses of those, and you got to try and figure out what's gonna work for your area. Not guarantee. Only do fair trade equatorial genetics. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Question that on my call. Land oh, race. <laughs> Land race, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. Hey, uh, hang on. Do you mind if I roll through two or three more of these? Because I feel like if you're hanging out yeah. listening to this show, uh, you could really get a, a solid vocabulary from you. So, yeah, sure, man. Okay, so how do they make feminized seed? What's that all about? Uh, well, back in the day, they used to kind of just stress plants out and make them perm. 
and then they, and then they would take the, out the herm plant and breed it back. Is that what they do? Uh, you know, I'm not too sure about that. But now we have silver thiosulfate sulfate. And, okay. Uh, well, they're different chemical solutions that you can use uh, to spray the plants while they're in veg, mind you. So you're not and you're not smoking any of this stuff. It's purely for reversing the plant to create female pollen onto whatever other plant you want to use um, in your stable, you know? Okay, that's that was how it works. Okay. I don't know, Scotty, if you know, or Noah, and I don't know specifically, but that technique in agricultural outside of cannabis cultivation had been around for a long time, I think, for other types of plants. And like, yeah, uh, who it was, finally some breeder, somebody's like, oh, like, it's not like they invented it. Like, this has been had. We just took a big ag practice, which we do for a lot of different things since cannabis has been, you know, pushed down for so long, but kind of interesting. There's a lot of that going Yeah, on. I'm not sure who that was. <laughs> they don't see the iron, you know sir. No, just... Anyway, cool. All right, you got reverse. Like Reversing it. is just when you use that silver thiosulfate, right? And that's how you cross that back with a regular plant, which blocks the, the female horm or the male hormones. So therefore, you just get a plant with all female traits in it, right? Feminized. It's all Supposedly, you need to know. if you're if you're starting with a plant that doesn't have hermaphroditic tendencies, that's the big thing. You have to make sure that you've vetted that plant and. Uh, Bef you know, before you start trying to reverse it, because yeah, it will come out. It, it, it will come out. You know, yeah, that's where the word stability comes to mind. That that is that's where you would use that word. Yeah, man, English, I'm getting good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, one last thing, just so I can complete my, I can sound educated when I'm hanging out talking to Rasta Jeff. I think I know what this is, but what is a BX or a back cross? crosses so um you know you have your f1s and then you find a plant from those seeds and you reintroduce it to the parent plant that's as simple as i can make it and then uh, you know you can keep doing that and keep doing that down the line too but is it two female plants and you have to change the gender or how does that work yeah, so that would be a reverse back cross if you just do a back, back cross you're more than likely going to be working with the male that you, you'll find a man in the f1 generation to put back onto the female Got looking it. for certain traits from that male to add to the female it does sound like basketball there doesn't it man going to do reverse back cross <laughs> i love it like some of it would be like it's illegal Ah, you can't yeah. reverse back cross. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, right. You are right. That is creepy. I try to associate it sometimes with people, but no, it's creepy. All right. I'm staying away from the silver thiosulfate. By the way, they do have silver thiosulfate pills and stuff. I know this guy that took too many of them and he turned purple. Kind of blue more. I just want to introduce. If you get it on your hands, it'll it will it will turn your hands purple or blue for sure. Yeah, it's weird, man. Yes, sir. I've never met my uh, my reverse bath cross cousin Jed. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, you rented that apartment to him one time. <laughs> oh, hey, let's, we got plenty of uh, more growth talk coming up. What's going on in our grows? Uh, hang like Noah. I want Scotty. What's up with real growers? Let's give some respect to the official DGC sponsor and man, make it growing easier. That's what I'll say. Digging the dots and never ever think I would. You are using them, dude. The dots are. I trusted one part. Every one part product I've seen 
And then I worked six years and hydroponics retail was like, no, that, no, but they're all liquids though. So. Yeah, we were talking about just different motivations for growing. I think it was before we turn the cameras on. Noah likes to breed. Uh, some people like to just are, are like genetics collectors where they're constantly popping seeds. Oh, this dude making fun of me for not popping seeds. But my trip over the past few years is trying to really simplify growing. And one of the things that I've done is use one of these, these uh, techniques or, or tricks that I, no, not tricks. It's a legitimate technique. It's the way other most other agriculture and most other crops are grown and they're grown with very crop specific. You design them specifically for each crop, uh, but they're designed uh, with slow release and control release components. And so uh, we ended up building one with grow dots. So it's not a one part. It's not like something you pour into the bottle. Problem with one parts is you need a decent amount of nitrogen in veg and you don't want that amount of nitrogen in bloom. So the way we do it is by coating grow dots with different uh, different coatings that release at different times. And it's a cool technology. It took us, I think, a solid two years to make them. And when I couple that with the Real Growers Recharge, which is a soil microbe product that holds the nutrient in the root zone, don't forget all these synthetic nutrients are salts. So they can wash away really easy. Think about the salt washing off your, you know, when you, when you get off the, you know, off the beach and you wash your uh yourself off you're getting that salt it comes right off and that's the way uh salts work in your soil as well so by adding some soil microbes in there keeps that uh that nutrition in the soil where it can be used at the root zone i, right. I call you out on uh you back in the day you used to have recharge samples and shotgun shells which was gangster if any og users remember that i would like to see grow dots in a nerd's box you know where the slide you know is. what i've granted it's you're you're so gonna get sued funny. but yeah i thought about it and then i do stuff and people will tell me scott i know you're the owner of the company but that's insane and you're gonna get sued and most of the time i listen to them you know like i said the shotgun shells before before i had any good advisors i love that you can get i remember walking through a trade show with shotgun shell holder all across my chest filled with a recharge yeah so, it was bad anyway ass. guys realgrowers.com is where you can find grow dots recharge real buckets rechargecanada.ca will hook you up if you're in the canadian wow i don't sound right if you're in the canadian if you're up here in the great white north you know check it out rechargecanada.ca will hook up the dots and recharge and uh hey, yeah hey let's i think high c is still over yeah. there just the last recharge thing a real growers thing i got to say is he made this beautiful video of the real buckets and finally how they actually nice. finally stuff yeah it, dude it was hard <laughs> it takes a lot of time <laughs> to make to make one of these man and uh he put this out maybe 10 days ago hi see if you can hear me yep. we have sold so many damn real bucket systems and the since this video has come out so thank you so much man working working the growers find it where can they yep. see it uh realbuckets.com easy enough and wait yeah uh, it's it's weird once you explain to people how things work they become interested more well i'm going to i'm gonna act like i'm banner i don't know how i do that banner had stepped out um <laughs> but he had some great questions for you so yeah. banner i think maybe didn't know your breeder um yeah for you noah um we'll start them off here number one what's your style flower or dabs either or mixture wow. why one or the other 
flower all day. Nice. Yeah. No. Hey, what is the deal in Virginia? Dabs? No dabs? It's a bit of both. I mean, you know, it's mostly flower. Uh, the younger crowd definitely is more into the dabs and the concentrates and stuff. I think that's probably across the board all over the place. Let's take it to our all of Prohibition Report. We've been pretty solid on this, guys. Every week we're featuring a different area over on Instagram. Shout out One-Eyed Cat Cannabis. And this week it's United Kingdom. Because um, we had a lot of DGC over there chiming in. I know a lot of peeps are growing, but it does not sound good. It sounds like the politicians are effing it up, Scotty. Hang on. I just got to jump right in. You said the United Kingdom. Highland Chief Keefe says the Scottish government would rather decriminalize or regulate drugs, but we don't control our own laws. That's for our English overlords to decide. Well, yeah. I guess I guess you got to live there, huh? Huh. Well. I got Hannah Connoisseur says, we have a medical program that's fairly new, but seems to be improving. However, recreation use is still illegal, but not heavily punished. If you could call it anything they don't consider to be enough to supply others. So like distribution, um, you're probably not going to get anything more than a fine. The same goes for home growers. If you have a small setup, you're not going to end up in prison. If you get caught, these are good tips. This is what I like to hear from my buddy when I'm thinking about growing. Hang on. But you'll still not be getting up on, in, not going to prison, but going on probation where you can't smoke weed still sucks. It, yes. It says you still will be convicted of a crime. The average hey. quality of flour is pretty low here, but we do have a small amount of good growers putting out quality products, Nice, but it isn't available to everyone. We also have quite a strong extract market of rosin being both imported from the States and produced here. As for culture, we have some smoking clubs and pop-up events that are run all over the country. Some better than others. All I can say is we're trying to make the best of a bad situation. Sounds like if you're willing to grab your balls and Jeez. do some home growing there. So they got a good, like, price of herbs probably pretty good there. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I guess you got to be there to get some of this stuff. Teddy Toke says, legalize weed so every Albanian can bless us with their shitty star dog. Do you have to live there to get it? Oh, no. Uh, Scottish grower, you make it sound lovely. UK growers are trapped on this little backwards self-destructive island. Jeez, man. You know, your social credit score is going to go down, man, if you don't smile more and say more nice stuff. <laughs> What's <laughs> we it like where you're at? That. How's, how's Virginia, man, as far as how long you guys been on board and how, what's the scene? Are you happy with it? Do they need to do more? Home grows good? It, it's, you know, we get four plants, but between four and ten, there's no, not. I mean, there's nothing. There's not even a civil fine or penalty uh, for your first I'm getting caught, but you know, don't get caught. So, uh, anyway, but as far as the scene goes, um, there's a lot of pop-ups and stuff. There's really no rec market yet. Uh, well, there is no rec market yet. Um, there is a medicinal market, uh, which is pretty much like every other one. It's crap and overpriced and overtaxed and yada, yada. Um, so for the most part, it's, there's a lot of great growers in Virginia. Virginia's been online for about three years legally, but I mean, it goes deep. It goes far back, man. I mean, you know, Duke. That yeah, dude, Duke Diamond. He, shout out he, to him. He, shout out Duke, man. He's he's one of the OGs for for Virginia. Um, a couple other people, but yeah, there, you know, it's a 
Well, tell me about the outdoor, if you're going to grow outdoor there. Easy to do, good climate for it, other than it's really humid, right? Yeah, I mean, the humidity is typically not that big of an issue. The big issue is uh, the caterpillars, the worms. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, those pesky porkers. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should try the BT uh, genetically engineered cannabis strains now, okay? Resist corn earworm. No? What do you think? Five years, ten years, once. so that's coming out, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Try to watch all your bees are gone. Watch out for progress, bro. I decided, man, as far as growing outdoors after this year, like growing a few autos, maybe. They look cute on the porch. They're conversation pieces. Some of the Amazon drivers are like, oh, there's some wheat right out front. But not really. Nobody really bats an eye. But it makes me paranoid because my new grow room, I'm going to be able to grow year round because I'm going to have good AC in there. And I know I usually shut down in some of summertime, but I'm putting a decent investment in this room. It's only a 10 by 5 space. And it really gets to be, if I'm going for my outdoor plants, because when I'm gardening, I'm going to fast pace. I'm running all over. I don't want to have that step where I got to change clothes, take a shower, because really I do if I'm going from my outdoor garden to my indoor garden. So that's one reason why... I don't know. Outdoor can be a hazard, Scotty. It can be hazardous. Just freaks me out. Like you said, I've had caterpillars. I've had the bud rot. I've had like so many different things, weather to deal with that it's worth it. It's definitely worth it if you don't have an indoor. I think if you have an indoor, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Yeah, that's exactly right. If you don't have an indoor, if you don't rely on your outdoor, outdoor is just for fun. Exactly. I was going to say, you have to go into it like knowing that it's not going to be perfect. Not that any of it is anyway, but it's not going to be perfect. You're going to lose probably like a good quarter to half of your crop, the bugs and weather and whatnot. So for me, it's just fun to do. I also do a little bit, do a little bit of pollen chucking, you know, in the summer times, just, just for fun to see what I can come up with. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good climate, you know, it's hot. It's, you know. The plants grow wicked fast. I mean, wicked fast here in the summertime. If you get full sun. Now, is that a that's a Virginia thing? Wicked? Are we wicked cool no. there, man? No, no, I'm just high. It felt right to say. Uh, there's a lot of wicked. Uh, all right, I'm gonna join you here. <laughs> deadly, deadly, and wicked. I hear a lot of Canadians doing that. Deadly. That's like a northeastern thing, like a mass kind of. That is, man. I was confused. All wicked, right. cool, man. No. Wicked. Oh. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you're supposed to have everything. Uh, all your plants are supposed to be tagged with your name and your phone number and your driver ID number. Um, everything has, if it's outside, it has to be fenced in out of the public view from like roadways and whatnot. So, right. like, if a sheriff's officer were to come driving by my house, they're not going to see it because it's behind my house. But, like, say, my neighbor had it in his side yard where he gets the most sun. Even if it's fenced in and he's tagged, he's still going to get in trouble for it, you know, which is stupid. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're getting a ticket and not going away in cuffs. This is true. Uh, <coughs> there's actually um, a bed and breakfast. They call it a bud and breakfast about like five miles down the road from my house. Love and uh, they just recently got busted unfortunately but they're not from around here this area and this area is very uh conservative christian uh rural country boy good old boy kind of place and they're just not ready for a button breakfast so 
you know, it got, got around town that this place was there and, uh, yeah, man, they, they, they got raided and they had a Jeez. bunch of stuff going on that they shouldn't have had going on. Unfortunately. Hey, you know, you go there, you take the, the weekend off, you know, to go to Britain, go to the button breakfast, whatever happens at the button breakfast stays at the button breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you oh. see a lot of that here in Virginia, just, uh, just people trying to do stuff that, you know, doesn't work. And, uh, too soon. Too soon. It's too, it's too soon. <laughs> we just need a rec market. I mean, really what it boils down to is that we need a rec market so people won't feel the need to do that. I mean, there's always going to be the, the gray market, the free market, whatever you call it. The line um, steppers. The habitual the line, line steppers. steppers. I mean, yeah, dude, there's always going to be that that crowd. So, I mean. Yep. Hell Yeah. Thank you. Hey, by the way, this is our uh, next week's follow prohibition report. We're going to feature Virginia in honor of Noah. And so go on over to Instagram and uh, let us know. Let us know what you know. We'll be out, I think, by Saturday, maybe sooner. We'll get a hold of one eyed, see what he can do. We might have to. Yeah. Who knows, man? Can you imagine we broke schedule on week two? You just mentioned, like, I've been like, when you travel down through, uh, Depend like the Midwest, or there's so many different parts in the states, or it's almost like different countries. And you'll see, like you said, religious billboards, or some parts are more religious than others. And it's like, man, I went to church a greater part of my younger life, not at the time I was consuming cannabis. But it's like thinking back, it's like it would have been a lot better if I was. Like I probably would have been more into it. Hey, Grandpa, come on, tell them you'd be a lot cooler <laughs> if you did. Ah. No, but Church exactly. of Cannabis, what is, that's just, is that anything to do with real church or that's just a tax deduction? Yeah, no, they uh, they sued the federal government to get, just like the like the cactus peyote uh, churches and yeah. things, they wanted to do the exact same thing. And so they fought and won and they are the elevationists. Sign up at elevationist.org. Oh, hey, you want to be the recharginist, man? I think I already am, dude. Oh, that's really? I remember one of my first shows, I remember the quote of dude asked like, recharge, is that a cult? And you were like, yes. Kinda. <laughs> Hope so. Hilarious. <laughs> I used to wear like I have a variety of shirts that aren't like you know one. Well, let's say uh, weed should taste good, right? Right. There's one, and that I have, and it's basically um, it's pretty blatant. My wife gets paranoid about all different types of t-shirts. This one I'm wearing today has nothing to do with weed, but anything to do with weed, like I have the one that says toke. She doesn't get too bad about that, but it's like I had that elevationist shirt, Grambo, and I loved it when we visited that church. So the shirt that just yeah. said elevationist across mm-hmm. the chest, like didn't really kind of sparked a conversation where they weren't sure what it was about. You know <laughs> what I mean? Tell her not to challenge your religious freedom, dude. Yeah. That's against the law, wife. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I'm divorced by Uh you're fine. You're I fine, Greg. Still want to get right. up. Okay. Uh, we need some Good shirts. Stuff. We need some shirts, Grambo. I'm gonna put you on that. Let's take it to uh uh some DDC producers, man. Speaking of uh DDC producers, thank you, do you Grambo hit that gun. Thank you guys, man. This has been there awesome, go, brother. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, you ain't getting away so early, man. Hang out with us, man. You want to hang out for another 15, 20 minutes, man? I'm down. Let's do it. That means 30, by the way. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go. I'll just do this. (laughs) Deal. Deal. Oh, it's eight. Dude, you want to do a couple shout outs, man? Come on. I don't think we've shouted out anybody. I got to take the first one, man. The Witch of Coos. All right. The Witch of Coos. 
<laughs> Do you know what that means? Yeah. No, I'm just going on the jambalaya fortune. I don't either. Uh, I don't it think they're related. Coos means something in, Ita- in Italian. No, they're talking about Clackamas Coos, man. Sure. <laughs> no? I think there's an interview with Clackamas Coot out, by the way. So I can't remember. Nice. Oh, what content creator did it? But somebody has clacking his coot on. I'm going to listen to it. He's like a really cool guy. He's one of the OGs. Things from Oregon. Clackamas, Oregon. Is that right? Anyway. And uh, yeah, he loves the the new way of growing cannabis. No, I'm just kidding. He's like one of these purists. Yeah. Yeah, He's an OG. He's a hermit. Oh, this is for you, dude. Did they write you an email? And this is Emil. Emil from Sweden. Oh, come sweet? on now. I'll take the Swedish. You yes, sir. Jambalaya 420. Jambalaya 420, what's up? And Emil, please. Emil, Emil. Sweden, straight out of Stockholm. Right. We got some Swedish DGC, man. DGC Worldwide is so cool. I mentioned I'm going to Sweden in March is the plan. Taking my son on or just whatever. Big-ass cool trip. And Northern Did you Light mention that? I think so. I don't know. But on the show, I did in a couple DGC. There's like three or four of them. And we know we've talked to DGC in South Africa. New Zealand, Australia, yeah. Virginia, like all over the world. So it's super cool. So I wanted to give a big wow. shout out to those cats. And I'll let you take the last two here. Is that why you looked down on a map? Remember we were talking about yeah. I just remember you looked down yeah. on a map. I missed the part where that you was were because going Northern there. Like, yes. Northern like kind said, uh, I'm close to the Arctic Circle. It's getting dark early. I'm like, holy shit, where is Sweden at? And I was like, oh, okay, it is. Pretty far up there. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do in Sweden, dude? Uh, whatever it is to do in March. Hopefully, uh, snowboard. His village is right. There's a ski resort right in his backyard. So I, you know, how when things just line up and you have to do them, then it's like, dude, we got DGC in Sweden. Guy's a cook. He's in the hospitality in- industry. Like, hook it up. Let's have a good time. You know what I mean? Holy crap, Grambo! Scroll down. What do those dots mean? Which dots? Welcome to. Clubs, uh, temperature in Celsius. No, scroll down. What's the name of that town? What do you want to do in? Oh, those are umlauts. Umlauts. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad because if I went there, I couldn't even read. I don't think. I don't know if I could even read. Oh wait, I mean, uh, I think at least when I go I to, you know, even if I were to go to France where I don't speak a lick of France, I could still say Le Foubre. I don't know. It says Le Foubre on there. What does that, you know what I mean? I remember Motley Crue had it, the same thing. Oh, I do remember. Motley Crue. How do you remember that? You're like 40-something, right? That's why I know what an umlaut is, is from uh, Motley Crue. It was like in the seventh grade when that album came out. Rambo had a umlaut. He he was raised by the television. Wow. Who's a fan? I'm looking at back. Cable guy. (laughs) Scott calls me the cable (laughs) guy, and it's true. Oh, shoot. Yes, sir. You got to shout out Charles Dervis, Turp Town, Tennessee. What's up? Come DGC, dudegrows.com forward slash support. We got a great DGC Discord community. Growers, expert growers, GDC helping each other out 24 7 over on Discord. And if you're intimidated like I was, don't worry. Soup the Gardener has you. He's our local Discord pro to get you going. And I call it Bring the Dank Kit, is what I call it from Scotty, um, as well as Seeds Here Now. Throwing and you enjoy it. Come up with $10 a month. Just leave seeds here now. 30% off recharge and grow dots and some stickers to slap all over your grow tent and walls. So hook it up. Dogrows.com forward slash support. 
Yeah. Come on. I'm what sorry. I had to leave this up. Come on. This is what Jay Maestro thought when we were like, hey, we need a DGC <laughs> producer uh, logo. He's like, I got you, man. He came up with this. A monkey with a gold chain smoking a blunt. <laughs> the giant DGC. It. It's great. It's great, man. <laughs> Shout out to you, Maestro. Love you, Jay Maestro. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Let's take it yes. back to the show with comments, some grow talk. Yeah. Come and answer. Yeah. Comment from Dogs, Dogs Days Gardens. A lot of Z's there, 14. Down. And we had a show where we were talking about PPM and water and how high it can get. And I'm like, shit, man, my water's PPM like 100 off the well. Some places it can be pretty bad. It says, down in southern Colorado, we got water out of the tap at 700 PPM. Not safe for dogs. It's full of excess nitrates from the cornfields. It's whack. That is whack, dude. So I was like reading around and I didn't know there's plenty of you just search nitrates, water supply, the, the runoff from big ag. We, we talked about that on the show before, man. It's sure. like craziness. It ties into soil biology and bacteria and all that stuff as well. We don't need to go there, but bringing your water sticky. up to 700 PPM and nitrates, that's like fertile. Like you can just use that water as like your N and your NPK, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's going to be all out of sorts and probably have a bunch of sodium in it and a bunch of stuff you don't want. So, yeah. You know, I, you, I guess. you deal with in Virginia as far as are you on well there or city water? You got good source for growing? Yeah, we're on well here. Uh, it's pretty, it's it's right around 7 pH. And, you know, real, I haven't checked the PPMs in a while, but I did. I guess it's been probably about like three years ago and it was really low. So, it's it's great water. I can't complain at all. Some people yeah. are like, yeah, man, I wish. Yeah, we have a whole house filter as well, and that helps quite a bit. Nice. Yes. I was just okay. thinking about the whole runoff thing that you're talking about, and that really is also caused by bad soil. If you're just using soil that can't hold any moisture and doesn't have any organic components to it, that stuff just leaches right through. I always use the analogy of you know, washing the salt off you know, on the showers at the beach. There's no bond to it. So it just washes away with rain. Uh, that's why the, when you have good soil, you can use a lot less nutrition, a lot less fertilizer because it holds it. But like another one here. Yes. Um, you thought I was going to turn it into a recharge commercial in the end, didn't you? Did, did I make you proud? Real yes, gross. Yes. Kevin <laughs> Del Rey, or ten ninety four says so. Just a point of reference here: the pH of our municipal water ranges from nine point two four to nine point four six. Damn, going down the points, depending on the reservoir. My experience has been that pH in that range is the target for most municipalities. Water in the seven range is far too acidic for the infrastructure longevity as well as safety. I have not heard of this. I, you know, I mean, acidic water, was it under seven is acidic? I, I don't think that's right, but no. yeah. yeah. Well, it's I think that's the, that's the case. Yes, sir. Neutral though, right? What we call seven neutral, meaning it's yeah. either. Yeah. Then anything under is acidic and anything above is basic. Where's Banner that's actually taking I'll chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> alkaline thank you my friend yes you. alkaline <laughs> gonna gonna listen the yeah i'm gonna listen back and yell at myself like i do yeah. give, give uh give some comments on this guys i don't know if i believe kevin delray 1094 that's really high i've never lived anywhere where water off the tap was that high 
I thought they shot it's for neutral. It is. I've I've had mine at eight, and now that I think about it, when you add the salt based nutrients, they bring the pH down. A lot of times, if you don't mix like GH three part too heavy, it's right in that five 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 eight. You know, whatever, right around six. You know, maybe five eight six zero range. So they probably do know what they're. Do- I don't know. It kind of makes sense. Nutrient companies probably know what they're doing too. I'd imagine. Uh, no, and you stick to a certain regimen as far as uh, growth style, like nutrient wise. Are you with a nutrient uh, feed chart, a certain product line, just out of curiosity, or you play with a bunch of different stuff? I used to run the nectar line before Scott sent me a bunch of grow dots or Mondo, really, is what it was. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice, very cool. Mondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, for like two years, the past two years, I've been straight grow dots, recharge, winter yeah. frost. You know what? Uh, the I only mean, thing I've been doing, the difference between Mondo and Grow Dots is just I've been figuring ways to add more magnesium in there. That's it's the only difference between that old the old formulation and the new one that you got. So, right, right. Yeah, well, that's um, it. What do you find the winter? For, uh, everybody has a little bit of a different like how they're using it and what they're seeing. Winter, winter frost, are you using that to say, okay, I want you guys to finish start your senescence now, or how to use that product? A little bit of a little bit of both of what it's meant to be used for really uh you know you'll have i'll have certain cultivars that are definitely not going to finish at the same time so that's where that comes into play and then and nice. it and it also and to me it really does just beef up the the resin content on your flower i mean it, yeah. i've seen it it, it works <laughs> i'm trying to pick like i'm trying my simple recipe for what's going on in my grow is like i hear you i don't want to be mixing shit up anymore um, I wanted to be as efficient as possible. I was already kind of not paranoid. Like, man, I'm super busy. Do you want us, you know, build another grow room? Because they can take time. It's only a five by 10, but man, I'm going to try and perfect it. Um, so having that one part nutrition. And then I want to pick like one other product for in bloom. That's like, I got to have, it wasn't going to be massive from Green Planet, a different, you know, thing than what we're talking about that uh, Frost does. But good to hear. Um, on with the comments. On with the comments. You ready, Scotty? Yeah. I want to. Pretty good. Yeah. Hit it, man. Uh, Ben Thriffin, Ben Thrifton, 7284. So for those of you that don't want to keep that pH pen calibrating and whatnot, I found pH strips to be really convenient and useful. And where'd you find that? At the thrift store? (laughs) We haven't been mentioning this enough lately. They are handy to have. Since I grow in amended soil along with bottled nutrients, so pH isn't as important compared to hydro, deep water culture. Just time out right there. I just got to say that's the most interesting statement that I see there. Everybody is obsessed with pH, or at least it's been trickling down from hydro and specifically deep water culture. When you have something like that, you just have these bare roots with salts. They're just being bathed in salts. So it's really important that the pH is perfect so the plant can uptake those salts. When you have something in soil or cocoa, but something that has a, a microbial population, it doesn't work like that. The roots are. I don't throw cocoa in that category. I was just going to say that I think I'm, I'm growing. I'm growing hydroponically. You know, by definition, I'm in straight hand yeah. cocoa. Nothing else. So and I no you know, microbes I, I in there. I, no recharge. Oh no, yeah, recharge and grow dots so, so, right now. So yeah, yeah so, but, so uh, you have a place for microbes to grow when you're just doing deep water culture or hydroponics. There's just no place for the microbes to colonize. Except for on the roots, which is kind of tough. Having trouble sourcing quality cocoa for your grow? 
Get yourself a couple bricks, baby. Right here, guys. You can order online. You can even get it prime. You like that? You like that? Can of cocoa bricks, they ship easily. Simply the best cocoa out there. It's been consistent in my grow for over 10 years. And it's a great way to get it in your grow and use it over and over and over again. Reuse your cocoa, guys. A lot of info out there on that as well. So shout out Can of Cocoa. Get yourself some in your grow and get it going the dank. So the pH strips I use are accurate enough to give you the general idea of where your water nutrient solution is at. I've been using the strips for several years with no problems. Also, once you know how much pH up and down you need, you don't have to check every watering. It's the same mix, just my two cents on pH. It's a good tip, man. Don't have to calibrate, don't need fresh batteries. They didn't cost you over a hundred bucks. So I know some pH pens are a bit cheaper, but uh, thanks, Ben Thrifton. Thrifton. I like it. That's Thrifton. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Footy's Grow New York. This is very cool. Was it Footy that uh, Footy Grows New York? I guess uh, they were the ones that put up the hardening off method where they're able to clone in around a week. And the hardening off method I mentioned for clones was actually what they did at the commercial grow I worked at. I'll post a picture on the DGC site of all their cloning schedules. Uh, you leave them domeless for a bit when they don't have roots and it actually speeds up the process. Roots in seven to 10 days, depending on cultivar, mic mm. drop. That is cool. I'm so trying that like tomorrow. Yeah, but what, right. you, what about your ambient, like with your room temperature, like humidity? Like if you did that in just like a, a normal room with air conditioning blast and it's not going to work. Even if it's 10, 15 minutes, what if you're just introducing them? Yo, this is what expected of you. I know you can only do two push-ups right now, but this is what's expected of you. <laughs> right. I just, I think what he's saying, to me, it sounded like he just doesn't even have the dome on for- Oh, no, what, no he's- eight? He or she or they or Zer is, is stressing them out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm old, man. Uh, but they're stressing them out a little bit. Even if you pull that dome off, just like when we're hardening uh, the clones off, I'll pull the dome off for 15, 20 minutes. I'll see if they wilt. If they start to wilt, I put it right back on. Uh, but they're saying- yeah, and this is all pre-roots. Yeah, pre well, I, most, mine is after I see some roots, I'm hardening them off. This is interesting right. and new and exciting information. I'm gonna start hardening them off before they have roots. I agree with Noah, um, being that this is at a commercial facility they worked at, that tray, said tray, is probably sitting in a pretty cozy bedroom. You know, it's not like out in an area where, you know, if you're doing it, like if I were to be doing this in my house right now, I'd taking the dome off, they'd be getting hit with 64 degree air. That's, you know, not that, that moist, so. Why do you have your, why up? are you cloning in a room that has 64 degree air? Why are you cloning in a 64 degree I can room? achieve, it depends. I put, when I put my hygrometer in my clone dome, my clone dome <clears> is sitting <throat> on top of a, a four place heat map as well. And oh, the gotcha. heat map usually whole blast gets it going. That, that dome environment good enough, but not the outside. And a lot of people probably have their domes in their grow rooms, but yeah, depends yeah. where it's sitting. I have mine in this thing called a, a veg. And there's this stuff I have called CO2. That, no, I have like 1,500 ppm of CO2 circulating through my room. Uh, so when I, I'll take the dome off fairly frequently, but just for uh, when they're brand new, just for like a minute and I'll wave it around. I'll just try to exchange the air in there, get some CO2 rich air in there, but I'm not really hardening them off. I'm gonna try this next time. Footy grows, NY, thank you. I like it, I like it. This is what's expected of you, get ready. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
people are kind of upset that I was trying silicon dioxide in my in my soil and seeing what happens. I don't like it. I don't think I'm supposed to try, sir. No, but uh, silicon dioxide, I saw it raw uh, silica, raw cells of silicon dioxide. And I was always told it wasn't plant available. Uh, so I started playing with it. I put it in my soil uh, last, yeah, raw silica, right? And that silica dioxide. Anyway, silicon dioxide, if it's a big enough particle, it could be something like sand. It's not water soluble. Uh, so it's kind of tricky. I trust the sideburns, though. I trust those sideburns. I yeah, I think it has to be. Uh, yeah, no, anyway, but I just want to tell you. So what I learned is uh, what I learned. Thank you from Good Times 420. And then I was Googling stuff. But diatomaceous earth is silicon dioxide. It's amorphous silicon dioxide. Anyway, and it can be purchased at Tractor Supply for like 25 bucks for 25 pounds. Mostly amorphous silicon dioxide, but can contain some crystalline silicon dioxide. And what I found out was uh, silicon dioxide, what, I, what you're buying, you know, what the a chemical is bonded together really strong as to where this amorphous silicon dioxide is, has less of a, a bond and is able to be broken down a bit easier and be assimilated by the plant but neither of them are naturally assimilated by the plant or water soluble so uh yes i've learned something thank you to everybody that's helped me understand. hearing that makes me you know so the end the end goal is silica correct the relationship um, with plant absorbing silica that so like, and with diatomaceous well, with diatomaceous earth, it's also got a, a pest control uh, aspect to it where it cuts uh, bugs. If the bugs are trying to walk through, you know, get, I should say get through the uh, soil, uh, it's really sharp and it cuts them. So Not once it's wet. It, once you wet it down, it's worthless. So it's, it has in, its application. In, the, like in it. the soil, once it's in the soil, I will tell you, once you wet it down on the top of the soil, it looks like concrete. No good. Does the same thing inside your soil too. You got to be really careful about how much you so, put in there. So then, how is it? Yeah. Okay. So how is it that it uh, it cuts the bugs up? It can't be soil. Has to be wet. So it has to it has it's, to work. It's used. It's also been used like in bug like I don't know ants in your kitchen or so. I think there's so. It's just a physical barrier. That's all it is. I think you're right. Yeah, I think well, when it's dry, it makes this physical barrier. That makes sense. That's you know, so all I'm getting is silk we'll out of it then. We'll have so much time with the plants. Like we talk about monosilicic acid a bit. It's plant available right away. Yep. Any of this stuff you mentioned, plant availability is going to take way more time than that. Granted, learning in public here. Um, but getting it, I'm going to be going the monosilicic acid route as far as trying to access silica. And you mentioned, I'm hoping... I don't know if you have any experience with this, Noah, that it's going to help. I have another plant outside of Photopier that's not going to finish until the end of October, at least. And when I saw that that bud rock come on here, Scott, you asked me, are you using any silica on that plant? I wasn't. So this other plant, I'm hoping that might help. I have no clue if it will or not with bud rot in the flower. But I mean, it's it's a worth a shot. You know, I don't think you want silica too late in the flower, though, do you? Mm -hmm. No, do you have any uh, use or opinion on that? Use silica, cut it off at a certain time. I mean, I definitely use it in, in like on my mother plants and like veg plants a lot. Yeah, more than I do. Yeah, too late in the flower. I don't know. It is silicone. It's depositing the silica. You can see it. It's shiny. Give us some comments on that, guys. We go through. I want to learn with other growers what you guys are doing. One more comment from Hashhound. 
2389. This is yes. reference to um, I have actually ordered since the last show. There was a uh, a lighting controller, you know, six timed outlets, two right. four other outlets with constant ons, really professional looking light that I'm that I'm ordering for this new grow room. And it says Scotty at 41 minutes in. When you say those are 240 breakers, those are actually mini regular breakers that can fit two in a normal breaker socket when you run out of breakers in a panel. Also, I didn't look. It didn't look like there were any link pins between the mini switches, causing both the break if one does. This is technical shit. It's okay. Oh, no, the, the point no is receptacles on the box. What's the point? The point is, I was wrong, and instead of Hashound being a jerk about it, he was really nice and corrected me, and we get to learn. Uh, you're right. When Grambo put that picture up, I was like, eh, I don't know. But I was on the fly and I, sh- I should have shut up. But I guess my my point definitely was that 240 power and power in general isn't hard to understand the basics. So if you're going to be a grower, why not? Look, this is from the spruce.com installing a 240 circuit breaker. And Grambo, just scroll down this in about 10, 15 minutes. You in this demo, understand. we're going to show you how to install yeah, you, you can understand the ideas behind it, that those are two hotlines. And I didn't do a good job, but that's all I was trying to uh, to let everybody know. If you're going to be growing and you're going to be uh, pulling a lot of power, read one of these articles. Take 10, 15 minutes, read one of these articles. Uh, you'll understand what's going on. And even if you have to hire an electrician, you'll understand what's involved. I'm just, I'm just thinking if we're all real quiet for a second, I think we can hear your dog. Your snoring. dog snoring. I can hear the dog snoring, man. All right, here. All right, get up here, girl. Get up here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. We came over earlier and slobbered all over my pants. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Hang out with this Coco over here. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. you're awake now. You're awake now. All right. Uh, Good stuff. Oh, Social media here, man, to laugh at. What did you find today? <laughs> I, I have to make fun of Canada. I'm sorry, but uh, this one says 345 bags of suspected cannabis seized, seeds seized at Halifax. Yeah. Wait, it's cannabis seeds or cannabis seized? Hang on a second. Uh, okay. Seeds. Damn, I thought they found seeds. It doesn't matter. Uh, 345 bags of suspected cannabis seized at the Halifax port. Who the hell inspects stuff leaving the country? What What is that all no. about, man? Uh-uh. It's imp- when, you, when you come into the country, they're like, what the hell are you bringing in? Really? Canada cares no. about what you're bringing out? Yeah, and you'd think that would be more the job actually at that point of the receiving country, you know. You know, you would think whatever. so. Yeah, who cares what's destined, leaving? Destined for the Caribbean. All right. Damn, oh, God forbid! Me. You got some weed in the Caribbean, man. <laughs> yeah, and no, it's nicely packaged. Anyway, dude, I woke up this morning and my wife had left. She made iced tea. And left it out all night last night. And it was like, yeah, it's cool. Drink some, put it in. I was like, dude, everything I know about bacteria is like, no, no. So, dude, I'm not drinking it, man. I'm not drinking it. Will somebody have a talk with my wife about bacteria, how it works, where it likes to grow? Like kombucha iced tea now. I don't go there either, the kombucha stuff. No. Well, I mean, so the fermentation, that's kind of a big deal, you know, has to be done right. 
Anyway. What else you got here? Man, can we just can we just go out with for some reason uh YouTube started playing me the price is right. Like the first episode of the price is right. And dude, just how okay. far we've come, man. I mean, look, this Hold is it. like we can we yes. can go out. You wanna go out? You wanna play this for a few? Yeah, play it as we as in? as we go out. I mean, it only takes a second, but just the people that's what people looked like when i was a kid that's weird if you go like to the 90s like when or even 2000s when my kid was a kid or right i don't know i'm just saying dude things haven't changed that much you go to the 80s or the 90s people are kind of reasonable they were t-shirts and cargo Why? shorts you know <laughs> what is happening here nobody looks like that anymore yeah really strange dude i know oh, it is strange it is weird where's bob barker that's bob they barker did... oh that is bob that oh is my God. young bob barker holy there holy but jesus dude see if you can find diane that can nobody looks like that okay <laughs> anyway good stuff where you oh, can oh wait 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 rolling. what is this we got commercials party in your home by remember when people 30th. would cook at their house it's it's a tupperware ad we're in the fall no i'm gonna say it. tupperware tupperware thing oh the my god the slogan was tupperware we're in the phone book you want some candy, little boy? <laughs> oh, dude, this is how Reese's peanut butter cups were invented. I actually know this story. This is a very famous historic story. Yes. You got your peanut butter, my chocolate, sir. Is there anything better than bowing out? Bowing out, so good. Yeah. Noah, thank you for coming on the show today, man. Dropping some knowledge, hanging out. Thank you for helping produce the show. Anybody else? You had a good time. You learned something. We up and grow your harvest. You laughed. Dogrows.com forward slash support. Comment, like, subscribe. And keep watching. The price is right, I guess is what I say. Uh, they hire. No, show me or Grambo, show Noah your new tattoo. Uh, this is my new tattoo, guys. Oh, yeah. man. That is a back piece right there, bro. Right there. <laughs> uh, it's a, a weed. You got to get, get that here. Yeah, that's my weed unicorn. Yeah. No big deal. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate that you guys having me on, man. This has been a blast. A very cool hanging out, man. I appreciate you. You're a cool dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Do your right genetics was at do your right genetics on Instagram. Yeah. At do your right underscore genetics. Yep. Yeah. All right, Noah. Thank you so much. Dude, it was good hanging out. Yes, sir. Grambo. Yeah, man. Take her easy. Take her easy, boys. You got to take her easy today. <sighs> Smell you later. <laughs>